welcome back to the sister show. My name is Juka Cesar. We're super excited to have you back here with us. And I'm pretty sure by now you should be able to say the intro of this show, right? The sister show is a platform where we have honest conversation to empower and inspire pretty much everyone. We also bring you burning topics that always hits home. So stick around. We have a packed hour for you. And also there's actually one topic that we've never talked on. And we are super excited about that topic to really bring it to you from Dr. J. And we're going to have a conversation around that. But of course, first, we have to say hello to Fatu Ilika Muloshi. We're super excited that she's back here with us again, yet for another great episode. Hopefully you guys loved her on the first one when she was here. Hello, Fatu. Hello. Hey, Fatu. Hi, sisters. So glad to be here again. Thank you. I know. Fatu is a sister now on the show. Of course, we're going to try to bring her as much as possible all the way from the Gambia to discuss these hot soups with us on the show. And if you're just joining us, please make sure you take some minutes and just share this video. Click the notification button for any videos that we come up here on the sister show. So you'll know when to come in and watch. And of course, let me say hello to my beautiful sisters. I think everybody looks gorgeous, by the way. Hello, sisters. Especially me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Oh, we left the princess way. I think Fatu will be really good with the princess way. Hey, Ole, you have to keep working on that. Ule, You're just like me. Like snake. Like that. Don't come to the attack to your fingers. Let's Maybe, see, I'm Fatu. not even trying to be a princess. I'm already one. Okay. Fatu. Fatu, go for it. Go for it. Let me see. Oh, I do agree. Like, okay. Like I don't know. I feel like my fingers are going outside. This is some sort of protocol. Fatu, you have a little bit more work to do. You can enroll in the same class with Ole. <laughs> no problem. Oh, no, no. The topics that we have for you guys today, of course, is hepatitis B. As you know, uh, Dr. J uh, will be here to actually talk to us about it, to enlighten all of us, especially us Africans, especially the men, uh, for sure. So stick around. It's going to be very, very informative. And also we have the hot soup cooking for you in this kitchen all the way towards the end of the hour. So stick around for that as well. On that note, we're going to go ahead and move on to the first segment of the show. We figured to bring the sister chat right from the top for you guys to enjoy. And of course, the sister chat is all things sisters. Nothing is off limits. Fatu, are you ready for this? Nothing is off yes. limit. I mean, we are yeah. pretty open. Fatu, are you sure? You're going to be open, open. Yes, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you're watching, make sure you're commenting below and playing along with us in all these um, games, especially the sister chat. We want to hear from you. Let's make it an open community. No secrets here. Everything, nothing is off limits. Okay. So first heartbreak. Ooh. Are you ready? Are you sure if I do? Yes. Be vulnerable. Bring it on, guys. I don't, I don't get heartbroken, but I break the hearts. That's just the facts. I break the hearts. Amy, Amy, lies you tell. No, but I break the hearts. But it's okay. You it's break the hearts, but they break your heart too, Amy. No, I don't, like, I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't want to break my heart. Like, you can't break my heart, honey. I'll break your heart before you break my heart. I'm sorry. Okay, tell us. This is Rihanna story. in here. But if I can, I can think about cheating. I don't think that's cheating or what. But anyways, like, first one ever. I, um, I remember I was dating this guy. I don't even know what I was thinking dating this guy. <laughs> but I was way younger. And, like, I remember he used to play Naritan. 
Oh, he was a football player. Oh, okay, so you were grouping. No, it was like, you know, it was yeah, like, yeah, you were grouping. Go ahead, tell us. <laughs> I was not no grouping. Uh, but, you know, so it was like my first time dating a banjo boy, you know? <laughs> Amy, are you still in love? Why do you keep laughing at your phone? I, know, I think I, so. Because I was so stupid. I was like, I've been thinking dating that guy in the first place. <laughs> so, I, so I went to his house. Like, it was actually after a football match, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, so he was like hyped up, like in the, in the, in the area, like in the area in Bali that he was in. Where was my dumb self? I went to his house after the game. Because I went to watch the game. Because, you know, it was like the girlfriends that go watch the game. So I went to watch the game. I don't even know what I was thinking anyways. It was a football then, player, housewife, Ole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some player, housewife. So Sounds like I, married to basketball wives or something. Whatever. So I went to his house. And, like, I was sitting, like, we were sitting, like, in the room. And, like, this girl just woke up. I mean, I can't remember what happened, but like, all I know is the girl came came there, and I, I I know I left. I was like, I'm not about to have this. Goodbye. So you ran. Who's this? So you ran. I didn't run. I mean, no. You, you I could didn't you run. can you can even hold your ground, Amy. Oh, honey, let me tell you. He yeah, he actually was like following me the whole way through. I'm like, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> we out. So it's I, like I'm seeing the story. Up. Like you know those stories that kept happening. Like these stories, we used to yeah. hear them a lot. When the other girl comes and then the other is sitting down there and you know the yeah, whole drama. It's like, it's like, hey, it's like, hey. Like, <laughs> I always oh, went in those so, situations, but it never happened. Amy, you're a coward. Like you run away. Come no, on. No, I didn't run away. With all your. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. I didn't run away. I was like, I was like, I am too cute for this. I'm out. <laughs> no, Bounce. you were scared. I'm sure she was like running and looking behind her back. You petty Betty. Okay, Fatu, it seems like you were relating with Amy. I mean, similar things happen. I mean, how do you know that you sit there and you look at the other girl like, hey, hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, it never happened where I expected a place and the other girl was there. But it's like in all my relationships that I had, I think there were about three or four, <laughs> like there was always another girl. And I would not know until later. So it's like I was always a second girl in the picture. But for my first relationship, I was the first. So that was when I actually got really heartbroken. Because I did not even know what jealousy meant, honestly. Because I was just there. And this guy was just so lovely and making me think like you're the world and everything. You know, I was so naive. I didn't even know what dating felt like. And then he eventually got another girl. And the girl kept on texting me. You know, like those texting fights. Like, mm -hmm. the person is my boy, you know, that kind of thing. And my friends were all involved in the battle. It was crazy. So it was not like he broke up with me. I just dumped him. So for me, it was like, okay, at some point, it would break my heart. But I was the one walking away because I'm like, you know what? You know, like Amy was saying, I was seeing myself like, nah, nah, I'm not stooping that low. So you know what? Bye. Right. They eventually come back, but I still, I feel I'm too. You were done. Old, no. Yeah, but I'm isn't, done. Isn't it? Isn't it cute that you said like all your friends like get into it and like they're all like. Yeah, because they you, shared like... the same school with the girl. At some point, they were basically in the same school. So my other friends who were also in my school were like, okay. It's a thing now. I did, I remember one time after school they came to our so school. Pretty. Imagine they came to our school just to wait for the whole drama. There was there was not going to be any drama because I don't fight. I don't even know how to fight. 
So we were just there, and you know. You were just like, Ole, your sister here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the girl was ready. I'm sure AJ had caught me. Oh my God. I was gonna die because I was skinny as one like this. But I wasn't even ready. But my friends were ready to fight for me then. Yes. <laughs> it never I'm, happened. I'm glad you have all, like a good friend squad with you. But that's so funny. <laughs> but I'm sure like every everyone that's watching, I mean, can you relate? I think every girl has gone through something like this. And then also, this make it's making me believe what Dr. J said before about African men cheating. I know we don't want to admit it. We want to all be like, oh, pretend, like, like everything is good and everything is Whoa. perfect. But if 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 Fatou is sitting here saying the same thing and it wasn't Gambia, Amy is sitting here saying the same thing, it wasn't Gambia. Maybe the boys there just like they like to have to it's and they enjoy the drama. They they're the instigators themselves. The men yes. they enjoy seeing the drama on foot. I, I remember they do. one time I told the, the other boyfriend after this one that I was going to take the other girl to the police station because this girl was on my neck and his I mean her entire family were on me. One time they came to my house to attack me, all for a guy. I could not even understand. So I said yeah. I was going to take him to a police, take take her to, to the police station. And the guy was like, oh no, it's between you two. I'm like, what? Oh. You guys should have probably taken the guy to the police station. I think we give too much power to these boys yeah. and these men yeah. who were cheating. Of course I can say that now, but I also have my own story. Back then. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Ole, what's the cheating story or? Heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Well, they might Heartbreak. have a heartbreak story. No, I think it's a cheating story. Ooh. Like, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I was dating this guy. Who, who cheated? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> of course, I'm not like Amy. <laughs> I think I was walking close to where they live. So sometimes, like, maybe after work, I would just pass by. And then that day, I think, I think I called the person and they did not answer. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just pass by. It's just like 15 minutes from, from where I was walking. So, so I went over to the place, and then when I get to the door, because like I knocked and nobody came, and I knocked for like maybe uh, two minutes and nobody came out. But then I was like, I thought I saw the car, so I looked downstairs and the car was parked outside. So I know the person was inside the house, and I kept like knocking. I'm like, this person is gonna come out. I kept knocking, and I think I can't remember. I think they came to the door and they said somebody's here or I heard like noises inside. I had like a woman's voice and then I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> so of course I laughed. Holy moly, she's kebab. Ule, <laughs> why didn't you fight? No, because, because they didn't come out. I'm different from you. You, body, you, body, come out. you, you were like right there, the girl was there and then you just were like running. <laughs> Right. I was playing for her. Ole, I think you're equal to Amy right now. I'm sorry. I no. don't think you have that many. <laughs> no, 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 but nobody came out. So what, like, what do you want me to do? Like, oh, oh so um, if she came out, you would fight? I don't know, but they didn't came out, so. No, she didn't say, I don't know. That means no. Okay, let's go to Dr. J. Dr. J, what's your cheating story or heartbreak story? Don't tell us you don't have any, Dr. J. If you don't want to say it, I'll say it. Which one is it? I don't remember any heartbreak because I didn't give my heart to anyone. Oop, my heart is still right here. Oop, 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 oop. You see, Dr. J is fake, you people. Please, don't do her. She has a heartbreak story. She transplanted her heart in. She's fake. 
Please. Don't you know what you're going to be her heart? Because maybe I don't have good memory. Let me know. What do you mean you have good memory? You have a heartbreak story. Which one? You should do. Let not. Let me give my cheating story because Dr. J is not confessing. No, Juka, it's not that I'm not confessing. I'm I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Dr. J doesn't date. You guys need to realize I'm old, so I cannot remember like high school. Yeah, I didn't really date during high school. I was okay. You are whack. Next, Juka, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to remember. I had an incident, but I don't even. I was not even dating. What do you remember? You know how what Fatu said earlier. Like all these girls, they always have gangs. I never had gangs. Like I'll go eat ebe and fufu. That was that was what I did the best. And this lady, I think she was dating the guy, and the guy was talking to some of my friends about me. some of the girls went and told her that this guy is interested in Jay. Jay. And she started like every time we passed by, she would make faces and stories. And I'm like, what is she doing? And they were like, oh, she's like trying to fight you because her man <laughs> likes oh. you. I'm like, what the hell? Because I didn't have any idea. And and the guy. But Doctor like, J could fight. I'm sure you would have whooped her behind. Anyway. No, so you, so, so you can, It sounds like Doctor J was the other girl. <laughs> yeah. But the guy did not have the audacity to come talk to me because you guys know I'm very serious and most men even if they're interested they don't really have the audacity to talk to me and that was ever since I was little that's always been my case men yeah. will be interested but they can't ask me out so on that note please ask Dr. J out if you're watching and you're interested and we know you guys are interested please <laughs> very simple please help us get rid of her It's buy one get one free. You buy her, you get two for free. They did. You buy her, you get her for free. You, you in the black. Okay. Hey, let me see. Actually, this is real, like real life. Well, you mean I was real? Life. What do you mean? What do you mean real life? <laughs> you okay? They all real life. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, like, like you mean. You mean no, like no, what I mean is it's like it's still in my head. It's still it's not something that ever left. Like I feel bad for it, right? So serious. I was yes, that's what I mean. It's still like real life. Like I'm still living it's real life. We are there. <laughs> We are not living. You guys know what I mean. Okay. So I I was dating this guy and then I moved from Ola you may know who it is I'm not going to mention him and I moved from New York to here and we were still dating and I was younger you know when you're young you just do like whatever I just got up and say I'm going to move he's like are you sure we're going to still be I'm like yeah we're going to still be together what do you mean so we started dating you know how you had these bluetooth back then mm-hmm. my dumb go? self I spoke to the guy and he goes where are you going and I said oh I'm just going to go hang out with my friends we're going to club blah 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 and he goes okay and then after that I was like I'm going to go home after he's like okay So we talk, we hang up the phone. I went with my girlfriends after the club, after party, you know, in LA, that's what we do. I went and hang out with this, whatever. We were hanging out and there was a guy there that likes me. And I'm sitting there flirting with the guy. I had a boyfriend, dumb Juga, and the Bluetooth was on my ears. <laughs> and everything I was talking about with the guy, I accidentally butt dialed my ex-boyfriend at the time so everything at the party went to his voicemail oh my god <laughs> i swear like and then so the next day he calls in the morning how are you blah, blah blah he already knew what happened me i didn't know he knew so he's like so what did you do last night i was like oh after the club we went home 
He goes, oh, you went home. He goes, and he goes, you liar. <laughs> I'm still uncomfortable. Like that was so uncomfortable. Like I felt so horrible because it was true. It happened. I don't know. Oh my god, I still feel bad. <laughs> you should feel bad. You a cheater. <laughs> no, she didn't cheat. She just flooded. What do you mean she cheated? What do you mean she didn't cheat? No, I didn't cheat. Guys, if you're watching, if you believe that was cheating, please tell me. Or if you, you were really... cheating on the man, please move. Oh, no, I'm flooding with the guy. I oh, so cheating. if your boyfriend today is flooding with another girl, how would you feel? No, now we're older. That's not right. Oh, yeah. So you think age defines it? Cheater. I'm still uncomfortable. Okay, let me fan myself a little. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Like, how do you feel, Juga, when you see him? How, how how do you normally feel? Do you see Do you see him still? No, so like, so then after, you know what's so funny? Then after he turned the tables around on me. Whoa. I like him. <laughs> I like yeah. a sassy man that can give it. And it give. He, he turned it the tables back. around on, and on me. But, he, you know, he was such a good guy. He's still such a great guy. We still actually, we still talk. I mean, not like that. We haven't talked in a while because he moved back to his country. But. Before that, it, even after he moved back to his country, we still a really because we were both very young, you know. It was it was innocent. Like I mean, I would never do that right now, but I definitely did it. <laughs> yeah, we get cheaters. it. It's okay. Fatu, stop trying to downplay. She a cheater. I'm trying to hear. You know what's so funny? I feel like this is therapy because I feel like when we were dating, I didn't know that when we were together, I didn't know that I really like loved him. To that extent, but after when he turned the tables around, like I really, really liked him, and I didn't want to lose him. I was like, I asked up, and he was like, "This is what my friends told me, and my brother they told me that you were gonna you move into LA. Of course, you're gonna meet guys, you're gonna cheat on me. You broke my heart." And he was crying. <laughs> Poor guy. That's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, let's that's move romantic. on. Thanks, Fatu, for making me feel better. I'm not so, sure if you really like uh, love the guy or if it was more psychological possession. That's always with women. When they lose somebody, <laughs> they would always think they're in love with the person because some other woman is there. So that's like most men, every time they're in a relationship and the relationship is sour and the, they're fighting with this woman, as soon as the man tries to get another woman, then the ex or the previous person will always try to hang on. It's a psychological problem. It's not any yeah. love. No, actually, I did love him, Dr. J. He was actually my first love. Mm. Aww. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> thank you, Fatu, for not being so cold like Amy over here, OK? I don't anyway, care. You're a cheater. And actually, Juka, that's a trick I for me. You. you have a woman. If you have a woman that you really care about and they're playing with you, just find another girl. As soon as you mm -hmm. find another girl, this woman will become so all over you and try to take <laughs> you back. That's just a I cycle that. for my brothers yeah. out there. Yeah. Comment below then, yes. and let us know what your heartbreak stories are or cheating stories. And hopefully it's not going to be worse than mine because mine was pretty bad. I mean, like, there's no recovery after that. It's not like, no, that you just have to admit it and be like, I'm sorry. Bring it on. Whatever you have to tell me, tell me. I'm listening. And anyways, okay, you can the next one quickly, which is uh, firing or um, quitting jobs stories. Have you quit <laughs> a job or gotten fired? What are the stories? Tell us. 
We're sisters. I don't know if mine was quitting or being fired because I forced them to fire me because I had a reason. I was like, so, fire me. So you asked them to fire you? Yeah, I asked them to fire me. You know, like, I'm strong-headed. Like, I'm, I have great work ethics. Like, I could... I could ride or die for a company. But once you start there, words that you, you throw at me, like I'm, I'm one of those people who doesn't kiss behind, like to stay at or grow or have a position or just stick to a job. Like I say it like it is, and I really don't care how you feel. Um, and I think he, he said something to me, which was, you know, I don't trust you. <laughs> what? You, oh, you don't trust me? I said, well, great job. So now, how about this? I can't work with someone who doesn't trust me. I just want you to go ahead and fire me. Because the, the, the thing, you have to understand the system. If I quit the job, I don't get unemployment. If I get fired, I get paid. So I asked him to fire me. So he fires me. If you're watching, please, you could take notes on that one, right? Ask him to fire you for unemployment. But the first part where I tell you how it is, da 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 hmm. Take that part too. Don't let nobody. <laughs> no, that's I, the kind of job. Right? I don't agree with that, Amy. Right? Just like some. Okay, so so hear me out, right? She's not listening, but go ahead, tell our audience. <laughs> I used to also say the same thing, right? Saying like, oh, I'm not gonna kiss on anybody's behind, except yada yada yada. And some, it's it's not really kissing behind on anybody, but it's about networking and also knowing where you want to be and how you get there. So it has nothing to do with like, I'm not gonna be brown nosing, I'm not gonna do this, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes like today's workforce or whatever, there's some things, it's nothing about like brown nosing or whatever, but it's about like building relationships and knowing like what you want and where you want to be. So I think you have to look at it from a positive side too, that it's not like negative. That uh, Amy's not hearing you. If you're watching and you agree with Ole, uh, go ahead and comment below. If you agree with Amy's style, you can go ahead and comment below too. But I think a lot of people probably gonna be agreeing with Ole. I don't know, Amy. If I what? Uh, okay, okay, Amy. No. Amy, it's maturity. It's nothing about brown nosing. It's knowing what okay, you want and how you're gonna Ole. get there. Ole, if I was seventy-five years old, walking with my stick, I still have my belief, and ain't nothing gonna change that. That's part of growth. I, I grow. Ole, Amy believes she already grew to the ceiling. There's no growth anymore. I'm, I beg, sister, yeah, because she's that tall. Mm -hmm. Not self-esteem. Her self-esteem is like here. I like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Where you say it? Right here? Uh-uh. It's over yeah, here. Yeah, here. No, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that. Yeah. It takes a lot of guts like, to be able to say that. What's yours? Do you have any? No, I, I, I can't remember. No. Listen to Ole. Don't listen to the other one over there. Okay. Don't listen to me. <laughs> with the long Don't hair. let no boss ride on you for sure. I can tell you that much. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Fatu. Don't yeah, everything to you said, Amy. I am noting them. Don't worry. <laughs> Take it. Fatu, don't listen to her. Actually, mine is kind of similar to Amy's, but it's not like I asked to be fired. I it, This was like during call like this. And I was planning to go back home to Gambia. And you know, like when you go to Gambia, you need what? Four weeks off sometimes. Yeah. And I think I just started working at the company for maybe less than a year. I think it was like a call center. Mm -hmm. And so when I requested for like three or four weeks, they were like, no, you could only get, I think one week. And I said, okay, then I'm going to quit. So then I quit. And then it was Jay and I that were going to Gambia actually. And we bought tickets from this guy's name. What was it? Ben and Jerry or something, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> ben and Jerry. 
I thought they only sell ice creams. <laughs> I don't know, Ben and something. Yeah, and one was Ben and one was something else. So Jay and I bought this ticket and there was this guy, like I think we were like the last ones to know. Almost everyone in Gambia, or almost a lot of people that were buying tickets at that point, we bought yeah, the So tickets. it was fraud. It was fraud, yeah. So we bought the tickets and then we went to New York and then we got stuck in New York for almost a week. Like we could not leave. And then we had to call the cops and then we, we made the guys came. And then when they came, the cop was asking them, so so who's the pilot and who's the, I don't know, co-captain? Because it was two guys. But we stayed in New York for almost a week. So now we, did, we didn't go to Africa, of course, because they were crooks. I went back home. I didn't have a job, right? Because I already quit. Can you imagine? I think Good like, job, Kule. I think all of you guys were making fun of me, like my cousins were making fun of me because you know, like when you go into Africa, you buy like all this stuff and everybody was like, oh, you're going back home, Gambia. And then I came back with no job. You came back with no job and, and your two suitcases. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, hopefully that's the lesson there. Go ahead and comment also below and let us know what are your firing uh, memories or stories that you have or quit quitting stories that you have. Uh, Dr. J, what's yours? I'm not like Amy on quitting jobs, but at the same time, I don't believe on brown nosing. The brown nosing, brown nose or whatever that is. The only thing that I remember one time, it was not a job. It was whilst I was in school, I tried to do the MA or the nurse's aid. And I remember this lady, for some reason, she, she did not, maybe she did not like me or she felt threatened because maybe I was too smart for her. But I remember like every test that I took, I had a hundred. And then when it was time to do a check off, because you have to do a check off, she failed me. And all the girls in the class or all the people, all the students in the class, I was way smarter than them. And I was like, you know what, please, I bet this lady, she just thinks I'm about to take her job or something. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother myself. That's when I decided I'm not going to go work as a, a nurse's aide. I'll just go and work what do you call Payless and Walmart and all these other places. Like if someone thinks you're not good enough, show them that what you are made of. And I think one of these days, I wish I know her number or some what she is now. So Ooh. I can show up. <laughs> doctor, so yeah, you petty. That's a petty, petty doctor. <laughs> very, <laughs> very petty. You know what? Okay. I was sitting here thinking like, do I have a firing job or quitting job? I've never quit. I don't think I'm the person to quit a job. I mean, I'm not like Amy. But then at the same time, I don't think I've had that many jobs or work for people, right? But remember when I was staying at your house, Dr. J, I was working for this company and um, it was in Dallas and I was a receptionist. And um, there was a lady, her name was Lydia. She was very petty. It was this, it was this white woman. She was so petty. And then you had this other woman, Laura, that was so amazing. Anyways, long story short, I was hired through a temp agency. And so I wasn't supposed to be there for too long, but Laura just fell in love with me. And then the president of the company, the vice president was a black guy and they just really loved me. And they, you know, I was young. They were trying to like mentor me and stuff like that. So I was there for a few weeks and they kept telling me to come back and Lydia did not like that. So one time I came to work and Lydia said, oh, they didn't call you, you're not supposed to come in. We're done with you. I left and I was crying and Laura called me that night because she always takes me home. So that day she didn't see me where she was supposed to pick me up. So then she called me, she's like, what happened? I was like, Lydia told me you guys don't need me anymore. She was like, are you serious, Juka? She had that Texan accent, that white woman Texan accent. She was like, are you serious, Juka? 
she even she even told somebody to come in today because you weren't able to come in so she called another temp eight temp to come in and stuff are you serious you're gonna come in tomorrow so she made me came back the next day and i started working for her instead of a reception yeah, like that's taking me back oh my god <laughs> no seriously it's taking me back so you are not fired you were hated <laughs> Amy. Quiet. No, Amy, she was canceled. She was canceled. So, so Laura took me back and made a position for me to go and work under her as an as her assistant. And she was actually an assistant to the vice president of the company. And the vice president actually ended up becoming the president of that company. He passed away. His name was Larry. Um, I found out after because I went online because I wanted to know what was going on with the company. And he was just, he was a twin actually. He, and he was an African-American, very nice guy. Anyways. Memory is coming back. Okay, let's go. <laughs> on that note, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is actually a really, really important uh, conversation to have, which is uh, what we talked about earlier, the hepatitis B that is actually taking a lot of lives in the African communities. So stick around when we come back. We'll have that discussion right here with Dr. J. And of course, Fatu, we will let you go and then bring you back on towards the end of the segment where we cook the hot soup. We'll actually let you go grocery shopping for now, right? Tell Amy to give you the money. <laughs> Got it. I'm gone. And I'll be back soon with some groceries. Okay. With the soup basically ready to be served. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll be right back. Stick around and go anyway. Continue to comment below and obviously share the video as you're watching. We'll be right back. this important uh, conversation that we've all been waiting for and of course that is hepatitis B and of course hopefully Dr. J is going to help us uh, to be uh, more aware of this uh, disease right, right. and also some of the things that we all need to learn and know please go ahead and tag everyone especially men in your life uh, I think it's really crucial for every guy out there to listen to this conversation today and obviously go ahead and share this video as you watch it and continue to comment and ask your questions. Even if Dr. J cannot answer it right now, she'll definitely uh, answer your questions later into your inboxes. So please go ahead and comment and ask your questions. Dr. J, uh, this is something that you've talked to us about before. I think you've talked to Ole about it, you've talked to me about it, and perhaps even um, Amy. What exactly is hepatitis B and what do people need to know about it? So thank you, Yuka, for asking me that question. I think it's really important that people understand what is hepatitis in general, not just hepatitis B in particular. So hepatitis is an inflammatory condition that's caused by a viral infection. So it can range from hepatitis A, B, C, D, up to E. So there are all these different types of hepatitis infection. So we'll talk about all of them later, but the most important, I think that is really affecting our community is the hepatitis B virus. So, so why is hepatitis B a problem in our society, like, in, like for us in particular? So hepatitis B, it's also a viral infection that is caused by the hepatitis B virus. The most mode of transmission with hepatitis B is during childbirth or through um, blood transfusion, or it's also considered as a sexually transmitted disease that means 
if you were to be involved in any kind of sexual relationship, whether it's uh, between a man and a man or a woman and a man, or even um, what we call, if if I may, oral sex or even kissing. So more, more of like a blood transmission or fluid transmission. Mm. So these are things that people need to understand. So when you say in our community, so back in the, before the 1980s, people did not used to have the vaccination or they were not tested during pregnancy or they were not vaccinated. So most of these men, they were born before that era. Maybe they got the infection from being delivered. So that's one of the problems that in Africa, most of these people contacted the virus at an early age. And when you contact the virus very early on, like dual childbirth, most people would really have a bad disease and may even die from it. Okay. So if the virus, if the baby catches the virus around the age of one, it's a higher mortality rate. If it's between the age of zero to six years, it's even um, not as bad as the first year. But as you get older, if you want to contact the virus, then you can live with the virus. Let's say if you catch hepatitis B from sexual activity, you can survive the virus because most of these people that catch the disease during their adulthood life, their immune system is strong enough where they may get headaches, uh, body aches, just like a viral infection. Uh, all the symptoms. Stomach ache, all those symptoms and not even know about it because their immune system would fight it and they're fine and not have any issues with it whatsoever and recover from the infection and not even know it. It's important that you're sharing this information. And I remember uh, hearing somewhere that actually Gambia is a red zone for hepatitis B. Both Gambia and Senegal are both in that red zone area. So, so people don't understand that you can actually catch the virus and not know it because you would just think you had a fever or you had a because most people that have these type of illnesses they think it's a viral illness they think it's malaria because the symptoms are very similar the only thing that's different from the malaria virus is that you would have jaundice with hepatitis jaundice is yellowing of the skin yellowing of the eyes and you may not even know they would say oh they have some days there's a terminology they use back home and if you recover within the first six months it's not considered uh, considered a chronic disease okay you will recover and everything is fine and your immune system builds up immunity against the virus and you're good now if it stays on longer than six months it becomes chronic in your system where now it will not you will not recover from it. So it will lay dormant in your uh, liver and you would have no idea that you have the virus unless you were to be tested. And you will just be going on until you one day you get sick and by then it's too late. What's the red zone for people that are watching in layman terms? If you look at the WHO data, the red zone basically means where the infection is so rampant and so common and people are not addressing the issue or getting treatment because they have no idea. For those of us that come to the West, they would usually get tested if you're pregnant. Usually when pregnant, when you're pregnant, you will get tested to see if you have the virus in your system. And at that point, when they detect the virus in your system, they will give you treatment 
and make sure you don't develop the complications from the virus. But for most men, they don't get pregnant. So obviously they're not going to be tested and they will just be living with the virus and have no idea. And the wow. other thing too, the reason why men are more in danger because men can easily catch the virus faster than women. If you're watching right now, just go ahead and make sure that you um, share this video on your wall because this is really important information for all of us to learn uh, together as a community. It's interesting that you can mention about the red zone being in being being in Gambia and in Senegal. And then yeah, the other interesting thing that you mentioned though was that um, a lot of kids, I guess, if they have, um, if they get infected when they're baby, they're more likely not to survive. We've, we've seen, I think, a lot of like men, especially like, like I would say like maybe Gambian men, around like the ages of like 40, um, that suffer from liver cancer. So what's like the relationship between the hepatitis B and liver cancer? So let's say if, if the baby gets it from during childbirth, most of the time, they're more likely not to recover from it and they will die. And obviously they would not live with the chronic disease. But for most adult men, let's say if they get it just from kissing, okay, because that's a fluid, that's a body fluid, okay. And they carry on with the virus and they have the symptoms and don't even have any idea what it is. They live with it for six months and now they heal, but they're not really healed because it turns once it's after the six months it turns into a chronic problem but the virus is still messing up with your liver so it will be in your liver make causing the damage and the person would not have any idea so most of the time these people can live with the virus for that many years and not have any idea and they'll go into liver cirrhosis once they go into liver cirrhosis, that liver cirrhosis, basically it's just like a scar tissue. So when the virus attacks the liver, but then if it goes beyond that six months, the liver gets more damage and you continue to damage the liver. You continue to build scar tissue on that liver to the point that the liver becomes cirrhosis, what they call uh, cirrhosis of the liver. And now that person has a higher chance of developing cancer because remember cancer is basically a cell that keeps that a damaged cell that cannot recover from the damages and then that's why most people would not have any issues until 30 years after their infection that's why you see so many men between the age of 35 and 42 that will die from liver cancer because they've lived mm. with the problem for this many years and have no idea until one day they would have this cirrhosis of the liver they will become jaundiced their stomach will be big and they'll go to the hospital and by then they see that their liver enzymes are elevated and by that point it's already late could this be the reason why a lot of men between the ages of 35 right to 40 something die and most of them when you ask them what did they die of is usually cancer they just say liver cancer or cancer like i've i've known several men that, that have died, that are African, Gambian men, that have died in the West from liver cancer. Ole, I'm sure you know too. Uh, Amy, I don't know if you do know because I guess it's the age range, right? So there's a particular age where you see a lot of your friends or people that you know of are dying. And if you're watching, if you know someone, uh, go ahead and comment so we make sure that people know this is real this is not a, a, a facade this is this is happening to people yes yes you can like i said with with uh, hepatitis b once you get the chronic infection 
most of the time people don't know, don't have any idea. And then the, the manifestation of the liver cancer develop over time without you exhibiting any signs or symptoms until about almost 30 years later. And that falls between the age of 35 to 42. And those men usually cannot make it by then. By the time they have liver cancer, it's already late and there's no going back. There's nothing that can be done medically to save them most of the time by the time they find out. And that's why you see so many men between this age that, that are dying from the disease, which is hepatitis B that will end up being cancerous. And there's a research that shows that the one that is found in Africa is actually does not really respond to treatment. Like the liver cancer that happens because of hepatitis B from, from Africa does not really respond to uh, chemotherapy or most of oh, these- uh, the cancer treatment. The most of these cancer okay. treatment. Yes. So what at what age do you say that a, a young man or just any man should start testing for hepatitis B? So I would say there's not any particular age. If you are an African origin, okay, that's from all of these red zones or whether you are in the West or in Africa, it is advisable to do a yearly exam. So one thing you can do, if you know you were born before 1980, and most likely there was no vaccination back then, right now there should be vaccination in Africa for all newborns. So if you, if you don't have any idea, or if you're not sure, what you can do, you can just go to your doctor or your primary care provider and ask them for a hepatitis uh, test and they can actually test you. They can also test your liver. When you do a regular blood work every year, the liver panel or the liver enzymes are also tested. And if those are elevated, your doctor can do some further investigation to find out why are your liver enzymes elevated. Now, if you don't do a regular checkup, you have no idea, you can live with the disease for years. And by the time you find out and you're sick, going to the doctor by then it's already late there's not much that can be done and if you're not for sure you can actually ask your doctor to do a test so once you once you get tested and then they detect that you do have the virus like what are some of the cures is it even curable like once you have hepatitis b yes uh, there are antiviral uh, medications that can be given before you go into cirrhosis there are some medications that can be given and it's like a lifetime thing that you have to be monitored. You have to be given these medications to try to suppress the inflammation going on in your liver. That way it does not manifest into cancer. It does not progress to more of cirrhosis or even progressing from cirrhosis to cancerous. So you would be monitored. You There will be continuous medications that will be given and you'll be monitored to make sure this does not get worse. Okay. Once your liver is okay, does that mean that you are safe like you you are free of the disease or of the hepatitis so you can never be you once you become a chronic disease and you have a hepatitis it's it's non-curable there is mm. no there's no such thing as being cured from the disease like you have um let's say you have the flu you take medications and you're cured and that's it no once you have the chronic disease, it's still chronic and it will continue to be chronic. What you're trying to do is to prevent the progression of the disease to become cirrhosis or to become cancerous because you can definitely put a full stop to it so it doesn't progress. But that is if you know. What are the chances of women having it and how risky is it for women? 
I know it's, it's more riskier for men, it sounds like. Women can still have the disease, but men are more prone because of their uh, makeup, their genetic makeup. Just mm. like if you were to look at HIV, women are more prone to have HIV than men, even though uh, you still want to take pro protection, you still want to have the precaution. The only good thing for us in the West, like if you get pregnant, you have a chance of being tested for hepatitis. Because let's say, for example, you have a pregnant person, they get tested and you find out that they have the disease, but you can treat them, give them prophylaxis to prevent the kid from uh, being born uh, to, to have the disease. So you, you can protect the woman and at the same time, you can also protect the baby because there's some medications that they can give the pregnant woman to protect the baby so they don't end up having hepatitis B themselves. If you go as a woman, let's say you're pregnant and you get tested and then they find out that you actually have hepatitis B, right? You're married. So does so does that now qualify them to actually now check your husband? And if you do, are you still supposed to be um, having an affair with your husband? Like, like that whole mixture. Yes. So when you get tested as a woman and we found out that you do have the virus, your partner should also be tested with all STDs, with all sexually transmitted disease. Once you test one person and they are positive, you have to test all their significant orders, whether it's one or two, they all have to be tested, they all have to be treated to make sure they don't end up with complications. So let's say, for example, a man that has the disease, can they have a relationship, a sexual relationship with another woman? Of course, yes. The woman just needs to know and then they need to take the vaccine because this is one disease that you can be vaccinated against. So you can have hepatitis B vaccine that will protect you as a person from getting the infection. So that's why now it is advisable that all babies that are born should be vaccinated against this uh, virus. Can you still be vaccinated at like an older age? Yes, yes. Like in the U.S., if you are going into the medical profession, the first thing that they would do, they, you, you are asked to do a medical examination and then you should be tested for all these hepatitis B, hepatitis A, and there's vaccinations for them. The only one that does not have a vaccination will be hepatitis C and hepatitis E. Now, if any of you out there that is in the West, you can actually go test to see if you were, if you had the vaccine. If you didn't have the vaccine, then you can get vaccinated to protect you for later on in case you were to get married to someone that didn't know that they have the virus, but then you marry them and then you can get it from them. There are treatments out there that can be given to prevent the progression of the disease. And hepatitis D is usually an infection that happens because of hepatitis B. So you cannot have D without B. And the good thing with D, that means if you are vaccinated against B, then you would not get D. But hepatitis E is very similar to hepatitis A. Okay, the only difference is with hepatitis E, you can get, it's like four different types of hepatitis E. Two of them are usually from food, and from uh, contaminated water, contaminated food. And then the other three and four are usually found in animals. And let's say if you have a pig that's contaminated and you, uh, you eat that pork, you can also get the hepatitis. That one too, there is absolutely no vaccination. So A has a vaccine, 
B has a vaccine. Obviously, D happens because of B. So the vaccination for B works for D. But E and C does not have any vaccination. There is one vaccine that's now been used in Asia, but it's not been approved anywhere else but in Asia. That's for the E vaccination. They have a hmm. so, so let's say people that are watching, like I'm literally confused with the A, B, and C. Like literally, if we were to take an exam right now, I think the only one that I will pass would probably be the hepatitis B because you and I have talked about it extensively. Like you've told me a lot of things about it, right? Um, so if somebody is watching, are, are you confused, uh, the people that are watching, are you confused about the A, B, and C? And J? I am it's a lot. Like, so like, clearly oh, I know why I'm not in the medical field because <laughs> I would have failed all my exams. Okay, but on a serious note though, um, if somebody is watching right now and they're at my age or any other age, whether it's a woman or a man, and they're watching, and right now they want to be proactive because they want to be sure, what when they go to their doctor, what can they say? Is it just a regular blood test give you that, or is it a specific test that you have to do? It's a very simple blood test, and all you have to do is test for the hepatitis panel. But you have to say to them, it's not like you just yes. do a regular blood. Okay, so let's say your physician every year or uh, very often when you go to the doctor's office in the West, they uh, do all these blood um, tests, right? So does that, is that included or no? We have to specifically ask for this. It's not part of the routine blood work that is usually mm. done. Okay, because in the West, it's not like, a, it's, not, it's not a hot zone. Okay. Now, if you, all you have to do is say, if it's a woman and they've had babies, obviously they've already been tested. If it's a man and you don't have a woman or you're not even for sure, because you could have had a woman that had the vaccination and didn't get the virus. So as a man, when you go to the doctor, you can say, hey, you know what? I'm from Africa and this, this problem is very rampant over there. I have no idea if I've had the vaccine or not is there any way i can be tested and they would be more than happy to just test anyone and even people back home in africa you can go to the hospital or you can go to a private clinic and ask that you be tested and if you get tested and you come back negative just go ahead and get the vaccination there's absolutely nothing wrong with it mm. so even when you're negative you could just still get get the vaccination yeah, because if you're negative, that's when you really want to be vaccinated against because it's a lifetime vaccination. Once you're vaccinated, you're lifetime protected from the virus. So especially if you're in a dating age group and you don't know for sure what type of woman you're going to be ending up with and you are prone to getting the disease and you have a higher risk of getting the virus, why don't you just get vaccinated against it so you can protect yourself? So what should women do? Like if your husband recently passed away and it's due to liver cancer, like what can they do themselves? Because we don't want people to freak out. Like, is it a death sentence? Tell us more on that so that people are not scared to go and get tested. Like I always say, what you know in medicine is what will not hurt you. Most people will always say what you don't know would not hurt you. No, it's the opposite. So if you have a spouse that is suffering from uh, liver cancer because of hepatitis B, the first thing that you want to do is go visit with a doctor or a provider so they can check you out, see if you also have the same problem, which is chronic hepatitis B. And if you do, there are antiviral medications that can be given to you to protect you from 
or prevent your disease or prevent the hepatitis, chronic hepatitis B from progressing into liver cirrhosis or liver cancer. And if mm. you have a partner that is positive, you can still protect yourself by just getting the vaccination. It seems like this is a whole lot of information and I truly sincerely hope that everyone will listen to it over and over, consume the information. And if you have any questions, go ahead and DM us and we can make sure that Dr. B gets a hold of that questions and give you an answer as soon as possible. And obviously everything that we receive here on the sister show when it comes to questions are definitely confidential. And your, na your names and everything that you send is going to be uh, treated with the utmost respect and privacy that we can assure you. And it will go straight to Dr. J and, and she'll get back to us with the message and we'll relate to you guys. Um, on that note, I think this has been great. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next segment. But the, the, the sad thing though is that before we even move on to the next segment, the sad thing is how so many people, so many Gambians, and you said to me, Dr. Dave, that Senegalese also, most of the men are dying at this age when they can simply prevent it from happening. They could simply prevent it from happening by doing the steps that you said, which is getting the test and getting the, the vaccine or uh, getting it treated. The, it just breaks my heart to think about that. It's just because lack of information these people are dying. I mean, it doesn't have to happen. Definitely, because I remember when HIV was up and there's so much education about it, but it, with HIV, there's no vaccination to protect people, okay? But with hepatitis B, there's vaccination to protect people. I think there should be more campaign done to protect our people from these type of illnesses. Uh, and it's very sad that people are actually dying from it or losing their lives or families having to deal with it, like the financial aspect of just living with cancer or even the psychological effect of living with cancer, knowing that this thing could have been prevented and now you have to suffer or your family has to suffer or you have to leave young kids behind. Because just remember the age of 35 and 40, 42, you definitely, you most likely have a child that is like maybe five. And a wife, seven, a young wife. And a wife, yeah, and a young wife that is left behind. And it's mind bottling that this is going on and there's no campaign, there's no awareness, there's nothing done to help these kids or these men. And and like, I, I don't know how many people send me messages in Senegal that are dealing with this illness and they have no idea what it is. They will just tell me the symptoms and I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. And when they get to the hospital, they find out that it's already late. And mm. I've known at least about five people since I've started doing the most of these online education that have lost their uh, lives from the hepatitis B virus. So that's sad. Yeah, that's very sad because it's, it sounds like it's as simple, simple as just getting tested and getting a vaccine that can actually save um, people's lives. It's as simple as that, but yet the information is not there for people to know that that's what they need to do. So hopefully everybody that's watching out there will go get tested, share this video with friends and family so they could get tested and hopefully save lives. I think it's, I think it's really, really important for every single person watching this video to share this video with your loved ones because you have to understand that sometimes there, there is 
if if it doesn't affect the the white man, they are not going to sit here and and advocate for it. Like you think they are advocating for coronavirus, it's affecting every single person, and they would. This is not the the, the West is not a red zone, and they are not going to advocate for it. And that's exactly why when you go to the hospital, they are not testing you firsthand unless you say something. And now is the time for us to speak up. Go get tested, get vaccinated, and share this video with your loved ones so everyone can save each other's life. Yeah, and, and you. And I actually want to take this opportunity and thank Dr. J for educating us um, because, you know, there is a lot of people out there who, you know, you might save their lives, and we really appreciate you. Yeah. And your pain. <laughs> So they didn't hear that. So we're going to continue. But uh, Amy, you just mentioned um, coronavirus, right? So for me, when you look at it with coronavirus, of course, coronavirus is horrible. It's affecting a lot of people's lives, but particularly the vulnerable, right? But with this one, it's not even the vulnerable. It's like in your prime, that's when it takes your life. It's like it's affecting directly people in their prime between 30 something to 40 something. I mean, that's just really, really horrible. I was talking to Dr. Moms about it too. And she was saying that what the government in Africa need to do is have a law or something to make sure that everyone, make it mandatory to, to that everyone actually get tested, whether it's going to be through the school system or whether it's going to be entry with the airports or the borders or whatever it is, but for all of them to get tested and maybe find ways that they can actually uh, uh, be able to trace people and make sure that they, they, they get tested. So I don't know if it's gonna have to be done in the in high schools or before they go into schools or what, where should they put the- You know, thank you, Joka. You know, that's one thing that the US does is before you start school, you have to show your vaccination card. And I think these are things that we should adopt in our culture or in our school system to say that before you start school, you're supposed to show your vaccination card, whether it's elementary school or high school. And I think this will save a lot of people's lives. And that would also get some of these people in the rural areas to be uh, to be vaccinated against most of these other illnesses. And, and, and I think that's where our problem comes in when we have government that doesn't uh, look at the people that they serve. Yeah, the people that they serve, if you look at their best interests, then you would definitely campaign for these preventive uh, methods uh, or mechanism to protect these people. So if you say, okay, before you start elementary school, before you start high school, you have to show your vaccination card, that will help. And then you, on top of that, you have a radio or a TV program where you uh, do a little bit of like a comedy or a theater or whatever. You PSA is public service announcements. Yeah. Yes. And then you can say all men out there and women, or even before you get married, you can say, just get tested. I, I advocate for people to get tested and their spouse get tested before they get into a relationship, before they get married. Whether it's HIV, whether it's herpes, whether it's shingles, uh, syphilis, there's so many diseases out there Sexual that we don't talk about. Sexually mm -hmm. transmitted diseases that we don't tend to talk about. We only talk about HIV, but we don't talk about the other issues that are going to be there forever and that you cannot get vaccinated, but you could have been protected. And, and I know and we have to wrap up here, but m my thing is, it, so when the government or even the ministers or minister of the health 
uh, sector, when they when you look at the, the young men that are dying, I mean, doesn't it ring a bell where you sit back and say, okay, why is this, this age range being so affected when it comes to death? I mean, I know, like Amy said, the West is not going to do it for us, but we, we know we see that see the numbers of how many young men are dying always with, with within that age range but when it's also <laughs> happened in africa at some point don't you raise your eyebrow and say why is this many no. people dying no Juka, they, they wouldn't and that's why it's, it's it's the responsibility of each every individual to to get up themselves and go get tested themselves and uh, and get the vaccine themselves they don't care Yeah, but, but see, but, but, I, I know but, it's the response. Once again, I know it's but, the responsible for everybody to do that. But you, most point, of people don't know. Let's say somebody that's in the village, in Mamufana, or in, let's say, Nyomi, or Bitkam, whatever. They might not know, of course, Bitkam is not a village, but I'm just saying, in the rural areas, they might not even know hepatitis. I've never known about hepatitis B problems but until, can, obviously, I spoke to Dr. J about it. You can hear me out, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's why... This video that we're doing and this information that we're doing is important. My, my point here is this. If the governments of our countries don't even care about a coronavirus pandemic that is going on killing people every single second around the world, do you think they even care about right. something that the West is not even caring about? So the, my point here is what you're saying, I see your point, I see where you're going, I see your heart and I see what you want out of this, but they don't care. It's time for us Africans to now be uh, to be the, our own governments to our own body and be the presidents to our own minds and souls and our health and wellness because our governments just don't care, period. Like, so this video is a stop. Like, Dr. Gay has given uh, some crucial information. So now it's up to the people Yeah. Like that get hold of this, this video to get tested and then also to share it with their friends related. and to call their family, family. members yeah mm -hmm. basically yeah it's now up to like each person to take that responsibility yeah. because when i when call me drama queen but when i find out when i found out from dr j i think i called every guy every man in my life that i know that's from gambia like i literally was just calling people like do, do you know about this go get tested and several of them said they're going to get well all of them said they're going to get tested so i'm hoping that they did um, on that note we're going to wrap it up uh, quickly before we go let's do a takeaway if you're watching what's your takeaway on everything that we talked about here go ahead and comment below and tell us what your takeaway is from this whole show that we were doing on hepatitis b Amy, what's your takeaway? I, I can't say I'm scared, but I'm just more aware. I'm just like, wow, I didn't know that this was actually a thing. And I'm definitely going to get tested and probably get vaccinated. I, if I didn't have the vaccine, I was born after the 80s. So hopefully I had the vaccine already. But if not, I'm definitely going to have to get vaccinated. So my, so my takeaway was not just for me like because i've already gathered the knowledge that i can from it and i probably have the means to get vaccinated and for me it's just more like i'm just hungry for everybody else out there to also get the knowledge that i was able to get my takeaway would be i guess every african man that i come across is probably to spread the uh this information and also once this airs i'm going to make sure i say it share it with like all of um, the people that i know so that they can also share and my takeaway is i actually was thinking that once you do your normal test let's say if you did your will it be under the std test like to do, or no you still have to specifically ask for 
uh, I guess my takeaway wasn't still clear. I just had a takeaway now. So my takeaway actually is to literally go to the doctor and say, I want a hepatitis test, period. So I didn't know that. So I think that's gonna be my takeaway and I have a doctor's visit this week. So I'm definitely gonna go ahead and do that. Cause I thought once I did all the other STD tests and you're good and regular blood work, you're good, but I guess not. So that's my takeaway. Go ahead and comment below. Let us know what your takeaway is on this video. And like um, Ole and Amy and Dr. Dean said, and everybody said on here, share, share, share. And not only the video, but also the knowledge that you gain from here. Share it, call people, tell them to go and do the hepatitis B test. Because according to what Dr. Dean said, and according to science, and hepatitis B can lead to liver cancer. Liver cancer is deadly. So therefore, let's do that test. And Gambia, it's a red zone. I had that takeaway a long time ago. And that's why that conversation came up between me and you. I was asking you, why is Gambia considered a red zone for hepatitis B? So on that note, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Stay around. Don't go anywhere. We're going to move on to the other side of the soup. You I didn't ask me to... for my takeaway. You gave all the knowledge. You didn't have... Okay. On that note, let's see what Dr. J has for her takeaway. My takeaway is... I didn't believe that you guys didn't know much about hepatitis B. And I'm sorry I that... Did. Ole didn't know. I'm Amy. sorry that I didn't, I didn't what do you mean you guys didn't know? <laughs> you said that in the beginning. Sure. <laughs> you didn't say I that. I know what I know. I'm sorry that I didn't get to educate you guys more about it. But the other thing is too, that like, I, I think our culture, and most men would like to kiss, but don't think that's considered sexual. And that's something that people need to think about. So kissing is sexual. Amy, you got that takeaway. That should have been your takeaway. Okay, so on that note, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next side of uh, this show, which is the hot soup. I think we uh, send Fatu to the market. And when we come back, we'll unload all those groceries and we're gonna cook some really hot and spicy hot soup for you guys. So don't go anywhere, stay right here with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back everyone. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. And of course, this is the segment we've all been waiting for. Uh, that is the hot soup. The hot soup is a segment where we bring you burning topics and hot topics around the web. And we bring it right here and we celebrate on it and we all decide which part of the kitchen we are. And of course, Fatu is back after a long grocery shopping. Fatu, I, I hope you didn't cut some of my money and pocket it, huh, Fatu? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we trust you. We know that you want this soup to be really, really good. Ebe, let me yeah. talk to Ebe, right? Is that your favorite soup, I'm sure? Oh my goodness. Ebe, I'm gonna talk. So this hot soup that we have cooking for you guys after Fatu did all the grocery shopping, this one is spicy, <laughs> African women in the West are more demanding than the ones in Africa. Uh -huh. All right. Ooh. <laughs> uh huh. That's the hot soup. Fatu, Fatu brought it there. Fatu brought the hot soup, not me. <laughs> this is super spicy, you know. <laughs> African women in the West are more demanding. So, in what way, though? You're already more demanding, just the face. My, I beg my sister. No, 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 no. Cause let me, let me, let me tell you why, right? Let me, let me tell you why I'm asking. Mm -hmm. Are we talking like relationship wise, like in the law factor of it? Or are we talking like the financial factor? Of it? I think, but to your heart soup says what it says, right, Ole? Uh, African women in the West more demanding than the yeah, ones. So more demanding, you could take it like whatever I way. I don't agree. 
Yeah, but the okay, context. So what's your is, point? Yeah. So my point is this. When it comes, like, I think I went in the West, they don't even have time to be demanding you, please. I beg, sir. Go to work, I go to work. Sit, I sit. Play, I play. Eh? We are all living in the West. We are all living in a very a digital marriage. Okay? You hit the microwave, it turns on. You put the dishwasher, it turns on. You put the washer, washing machine, your clothes are washed. Ways the demand. Fatu and them in Gambia, they're more demanding. Let's be factual. No, 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 you know, the long days of work and stress and all those extra bills that's unnecessary, right? Hmm. So obviously, obviously, they probably have more time to be demanding. We don't even have the time to be demanding. Well, I think it depends on the context, really, mm -hmm. because if you have a woman that is super duper busy, for example, like myself, yeah, I seriously don't have time to be demanding. In fact, I meet like I meet guys that turn out to be more demanding. Demand. So I think, yes, I'm sorry, but I mean now growing up, that is how the situation is beginning to look like. Let me pause you there for two. Drink, drink yeah. some little bit of the the Coca Cola on the, the side. <laughs> Based on what Ole just said, Ole just said we have more issues. The, the, the women in the West have more issues, right? Mm -hmm. So then, no, mm -hmm. no, no, I'm not saying that. I say that's what the Hatsu This is why I wanted okay, to understand. Okay, not you, the Hatsu. Okay, Ole, sorry. <laughs> Let me clear. What kind of demanding are they really, like, looking for? Mm -hmm. Basically, I, we I have guess... more on our list to, to that we expect from men. We want the men to be this. We want the men to be that. We want, you know, that type of thing. Like in Africa, the women, African women in Africa, yes, they do have a list of things that they want to have in a guy. But I think women that are generally more westernized, even if they live in Africa, have are more demanding in the things that they want from a guy in order to be okay. with them. Or the modern me, type of woman matter. is more demanding yeah. than the traditional Woman. Yeah, to me, I mean, right. to me, to me, it does not matter whether you are in Gambia or whether you are in the U.S. or Europe or wherever. As being educated, you are more exposed. You know what you know what you want. You know what you're looking for. So if a man sees that and thinks you are more demanding because you know your so you work, agree. so you propose because you know your work because you know your work that is not demanding. You just know your value. So you propose. Yep. And I know what I want in life. And that doesn't mean I'm demanding. So the men need to step up and also know what they want and who are these women they want to be compatible with. That's not being yeah. demanded. That's knowing what I want in my relationship. So you know, but you know the thing is like most men these days, right? Like in their mouth, it sounds good saying oh, I want a successful woman. I want a woman who, you know, who's smart. I want someone who's educated. But when it comes to that person standing up to them and disagreeing with certain things, now you're very demanding. They don't want, they don't like that. So just to Jay's point, like they don't want 
they, they think the smart woman who is, and education doesn't have to be going to school, right? The smart woman who is more aware, right? Is, is too demanding. Like you're too much, you're asking for too much. You're too demanding, you're too neat, like, you know? But when you just say yes, sir, to everything that they want, now she's not demanding. I, I look at it differently, right? I think that um, if the woman is like, like you guys said, like well aware, or if the woman is independent, Actually, that means that they're like less, like they they like less needy, right? Because they're very independent and they could do a lot of things on their own. Whereas maybe if it's a more traditional woman, I would think that those tend to be like I would say the opposite, maybe more needy because you requiring a lot from the guy. Whereas if if it's the other way around, you pretty much can do everything on on your own. But once you get the guy, but before you even get the guy, you, there are a lot of things that you want also as a woman on paper. Like you said, Amy, the men want a lot of things on paper that they say, this is what I want from a woman. Most men nowadays, especially exposed, not exposed, educated, not educated, same thing here in the West, same thing. Whether it's gonna be a traditional list, right? Whatever it is, they all have a list. But what we're saying or what this hot soup is about is the ones that are exposed or the ones that are educated, all three together, when you put it together, whether they were here before and they left or they're just exposed, whatever it is, and they're in Africa, they're more demanding in terms of what they need from a guy, the expectation from a guy. For men, they can have a list, like you said, you can, and tell us all what they want from a woman, and it's not a problem. But as, as soon as we have the same list, then we are demanding. As soon mm -hmm. as you Do we have a longer list though? No, we don't have a longer list. And it's okay to have a long list. list. I, there's nothing wrong with having a long list. If I want we to don't have, have a long, long list. Amy, we don't even have a longer list than most men. Men also have a list. It's not okay yeah. to have a long list. It's the, since that's where Miss Amy is taking the soup. I think there's nothing wrong with having a long list, but I think it's, is the list realistic, right? Like, mm. are you looking for... That's know. a jumbo. <laughs> that's a little jumbo up there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't think it's okay. Pressure. <laughs> it, it's really okay to have your list and it's very okay for anybody to have like a, a long list if they want to depending on what they want and what they're looking for that's okay looking at whether the two of you can work towards achieving that is where the problem comes in now that is where it tends to be seen whether this is so so demanding or not it's like a man even saying oh it's fixed you have to be cooking for me right it doesn't matter if you're going to work or not my food has to be on that table and then you are telling them okay every month this is what i think should be my monthly salary too because i have needs i have to take care of myself now they feel it's okay you have to cook but you asking them a certain amount that you need monthly because you have to take care of yourself it's beginning to sound demanding i mean so so I think it's very much a very complex thing to say. I like the fact that you actually brought reality into it. That's a, that's a demand that's very realistic for a lot of men in Africa to uh, expect their woman to actually put food on the table, not whether they're going to work or not. Yeah, even I mean, even, be even before they, they marry, they make you already understand that. Even, I mean, it's so, I, I think it's, it's, like I was saying, it's a really broad issue. And to say whether it's, diasporans that are more demanding than we that are you know at home i think would be very relative because we still have people that are very much exposed and they also have their long list like somebody already mentioned and if you're not able to meet that 
the other party will say you are you are demanding. In, in factuality, men are more demanding than women are, right? Because we have our list. They're gonna say, oh, you have your list, and do you want this, and you want that, and you want that. But <laughs> men really want a lot more, like. You want someone, okay, I don't want a maid to cook for me. I want you to cook lunch, dinner, and breakfast every single day. I don't want frozen food. Uh, I want a wife who is going to... Uh, uh, um, Who's uh, educated. Educated. I want you, don't talk back after I talk. Respect for all. My in-laws, take care of my mom, take care of my dad. And push, please. We will do that. But also make sure that, like, I think it's like a it's like a give and take, right? Like you cannot expect me to do all these things and then what are you doing? You can't even like change your own diapers for your kids, change your own kids' diapers. Like, wh what is it? Like, you think you have a slave or you have a wife? Let's can we talk about this, please? Okay, well, I'm dead. <laughs> what you got to put on that suit? <laughs> Very interesting, honestly. No, I think for, for, let's, let's be realistic. Like you live in, like you live in Gambia, and then even here in the West, like a, a, a husband is going to think that they're gonna have a job, you have a job, but they will get off work before you do, and they'll still come and lay there on the couch, okay, flipping over on the TV, and not even have food on the table for no one in the household, or be able to even put food in the microwave for the kids to eat. They will wait for you to get home. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, this, the so there are a lot of factors. This there is a, a partnership. Factors. This is mm -hmm. a partnership. It's not, mm -hmm. it's, this is not slave trade. It's a partnership. You get yeah. that? Comment below. You got it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a lot of comment below. And yeah, the partnership, okay? <laughs> because there are a lot of factors. Traditionally, they're gonna bring a lot of other things, religion. So it becomes so complicated, even more complex. You know, Fatu, and that's the thing. I feel like every single time, like we want to state the facts, they want to bring culture and religion into play. Listen, there's time for everything. It's time for us to be married and be happy and and, ha and have a good time. But don't start, don't try to come and tell me Islam said this and that and that and that because there is a lot of things that you're doing that Islam's told you not to do. Okay, so stop we, we got it. We, we got it. it. You're gonna get married in 2021 at the end. We got oh yeah, it. and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that women are naturally uh, caregivers, right? I mean, the woman is the one giving birth. Whether the, the man takes care of the kid, the woman naturally will have to do that as well because she finds herself in that situation. I don't know. Uh, Dr. J is smiling biologically. I'm not gonna go into that, but I think. Like she was saying, it's a partnership because at the end of the day, two people came together to form a to form this baby. So even though women's role as caregivers is something that is there, and even a woman cannot change, it does not mean that men should not be supportive in that endeavor. The same way that we also want them, you know, to kind of support us in meeting our goals. This is quite interesting. I kind of like how you guys just take the whole soup from Eve, you change it into pepper soup. <laughs> I really like that with the palm oil and everything. Because we were talking about women in the West or women that are exposed, are they more demanding than, but now, then now you guys want us to put it, put it as if it's the men or the women, which one are more demanding, which is all good. Okay. And I'm glad that's where you ladies decide to take the hot soup to in that kitchen, in the men's kitchen. Men, if you're watching, if you agree with these ladies, 
comment below if you don't agree with this ladies comment below and also the first hot soup that we had originally which is the diet the women in the west are they more demanding than the women in africa or the less exposed are they less demanding than the exposed women comment below Ole, give us your last take of this hat. So if we just saying in general, I, I I believe, I think men are probably like more demanding, right? Because they use only the ones that have the list that says, oh, I want to buy Amy, did you hear what Ole just said? My heart just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> the housewife of Henderson, Nevada, just said, what now? Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that means it's real. The men do have a longer demanding list than we do. And this is very factual. So most women, like their list, like Amy, Amy said, it's usually, oh, Amy wants like a decent husband, um, somebody that will provide for the family. Whereas the guys are usually like more descriptive. It's like, oh, I want a wife that's gonna cook, that's gonna do this, that's gonna be educated. So they want like the whole, like, package but it's like okay is it equivalent like do you also have that same package that you're asking for like if it's the same then yeah but if you have like a list that's so long but then you're not even measuring up to those qualities that you're asking for then i think it's just complete nonsense yeah and i, I think it's also fair because <laughs> um, sometimes i mean like Ule just rightly said right now i think sometimes also you have women you know, men, don't worry, I'm going to take your side for a little bit. I always think, you know, I'm, I'm against you, but I'm not, right? Sometimes you also have women who will sit here and tell you, oh, I want a rich husband, but they are making $6 an hour. Like, you can't, you can, like, realistically, you can't sit here and say, oh, I want you to make six figures when you're literally making minimum wage. Like, what are you bringing to the table? Like, you can't, like, and, and it's, it's vice versa, like, women we we tend to do that a lot we tend to say oh i want a guy that have a house have a car da, 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 da. what do you have a bicycle or, or a car a, a what do you have <laughs> no amy you brought up a good point um I, I i'm just gonna be quiet but i think you brought up a really good point in that in that sense where whatever you want in a guy this is my take on the soup whatever it is Whatever you want in a guy or whatever you want in a woman, you also have to be ready and show up in that manner. If you want a very loving and a very romantic, very caring husband or a wife, you also have to be that. Whatever you want, you have to mirror that. If you want a guy that is successful, that is doing really well, like Amy says, six figures, that is, uh, you know, very loving, very thoughtful, you also have to be similar. I think that's, that's what it has to be. But obviously, that's not the reality we live in. That's why we brought this hot soup to you guys. And hopefully you comment in below and tell us what side of, today I, I didn't pick a side room. I think I'm just here. And I Amy. Think, <laughs> Amy, I only use that on the other segment. Please don't bring it on every segment. <laughs> okay, so I, I, it seems like we are, are we all on the same side of the soup here? This is the I'm first time on the like show. It. Yeah, because, you know, men, men, men are going to call us biased, like that we are bashing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sweet. I have to take care of the guys now. Okay, buddy, I got you guys. But it's not only this segment, next segment, okay? We have a day. Come back on the next sister show on the hot soup. And I promise you guys that I will have your back because I always do. All I usually does, but today she bailed out on you guys. I don't <laughs> what's happened to Ole today. But yeah, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap this show and hopefully you guys found this show 
very informative. The, the ironic thing is that the segment, the main segment, which is hepatitis B, has everything to do with men. So hopefully today it's going to be a lot of men that are actually watching and they're going to hear all these things. So this was actually not a good idea that we all went on one side of the kitchen. So next time, as I said, I got your back. We'll be right there with you guys eating the hot soup. The men, that is. Okay? On that note, Fatu, go ahead and tell the audience where they can follow you on your pages. And we will be bringing you back here on the hot soups because we really like your taste. Mm, I'm looking forward to that. Well, my name is Fatu Elika Maloshi. You can um, follow me on Facebook. Uh, at Fatu Muloshi, Fatu Elika Muloshi. Uh, Instagram is Fatu Muloshi underscore official and Twitter at E Muloshi. So just follow me and we can keep the conversation going. I just want to say that if you're an established woman, most likely you would want to go in for an established man because you don't want to go into something and then eventually you start realizing that it's not matching up to your goals. You, you just have to add a practice. little more extra jumbo. Jumbo. Kind of, you know, taste. <laughs> and, and some more habanero peppers and some cayenne pepper. And on that note, uh -huh. we're going to go ahead and let you guys go until next Saturday. We have a date. Don't be late. 9 p.m. GMT and 4 p.m. Eastern and go ahead and click away and share this video and click on that notification button. So every time we come here, right here on Facebook, you get the notification. Thank you guys. And thank you ladies for watching. And thank you sisters. Thank you, Fatu. All right, Amy, you ready? Whenever you're ready. Born ready. No, you weren't. You were just putting on your bed. lips gloss. Be quiet. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, you have fun. So, Dr. Ari, Ari, J, Ari, I think you'll get it. I think this is this is better. What do you guys think with Dr. J's? Yeah, I think so. You hide. I think that's better. Don't you guys think? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. That looks good. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Let's do this. Okay. We'll wait until Amy ha stop having um, an affair with herself. And then... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Oh, oh, guys, we have to like keep it honest. Yeah, Doctor J. No, no, let's keep it honest. Hundred percent honest. <laughs> Swear, that's not how I do. Do quickly, if, but if you no, guys. No, no. I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, All right, no, let's no. wrap this up then. I think we should be good. Okay. Oh my God. Oops. Why is this doing that? Let them leave the generator on, maybe. Ah, are you right there, guys? I'm at my best friend. Hey, Juga is so living there. Let them leave the generator. Yeah, Juga. Uh, uh, Juga, people live in Africa, you know? They buy gas. Gas is double the price I'm over dead. there. Amy, oh. I'm dead. <laughs> I just like, have feel to, like just to leave the generator on. Really? You guys, you need to go home. She Thank you so much. Matthew, you were great. Oh, oh she wants to meet her best friend. Where is she? I let her oh. mute her TV, let her mute her everything, just so I can oh. invade oh, this. Oh, she's nice so sister. Hi. <laughs>
What's your name? Yeah, you're gorgeous. Okay, bye bye. Bye. We'll see you later for two. Thank you. We're done. Yay! You guys did. Thank you, Doctor J. That was very, very good. Thank you, sisters. Thank you, Fatu. Bye. Okay, Fatu, you got. You are getting right. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay connected.